And I can tell you from what we've heard, I think we're going to have a very successful offseason when it comes to free agents. Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast. It is a recap of your favorite New York basketball team, so you don't have to watch it, and we get to tell you what to think. <laughs> it is three Knicks addicts, Dougie Fresh, what's good? All right, all right, all right. So, Mary Fuck Kill, Alfred Payton, Kristaps Porzingis, Tyson Chandler. Go. Easy. Mary Tyson Chandler, he's a sweetheart. Uh, fuck Kristaps because he's seven foot three and he got that leverage game. You know what I'm saying? And kill mm. Alfred Payton because I'm done with his shenanigans. Always kill Alfred Payton. Always. We got D boy. How you feeling? Ugh, you're. I hate Julius Randall. Alfred Payton wins. Mm, yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel good about one. It makes me you know, I skin crawl. Speaking of skin crawl, it's your saddest Knicks fan here, Monty. Oh, gross. Walt suit, though. Wow. Was I tripping? Was his suit tripping? Holy shit, I think I smoked too much pink peyote. Vibes, though. We're going to get into quick hits. Quick hits. The Knicks pull out the second game of doubleheader against Chicago. Let's give out these trophies. The Austin Rivers, who's your daddy, most valuable player, goes to Julius Randle, who dropped a team-high 27 points, hit the decisive jumper, and miraculously made five threes. The Like Lazarus, He Is Risen award goes to a resurgent Alfred Payton. He had 10 points and 7 boards in the first quarter alone, ending with 28 and 4. Within the final 12 seconds of the fourth, Austin Rivers and Reggie Bullock had two ugly turnovers in the backcourt, almost allowing the Bulls to come back and earning them the Tibbs throw code scream of the game. The Dennis Rodman Diplomatic Mission to North Korea Award goes to the big Shalmation Mitchell Robinson for his dominant glass cleaning performance to close out the final period. And the sad stat of the game? Obi Toppin only played 10 total minutes despite coming into the game in rhythm and hitting his first two shots. Why does Alfred Payton manage to play so well once every 10 games and give the fans a taste of how this team would play with a competent starting point guard? Why does Austin Rivers hate Obi Toppin so much? When did Julius Randle become 2014 Carmelo Anthony? When was the last time Nerlens Noel caught a pass? Has anyone seen Frank Nilakina? Why does playing the Bulls always devolve into a sloppy game of beach volleyball? All this and more next on Nick's Unsolved Mysteries. This day in sad Nick's history, February 3rd, 2012, Boston 91, New York 89. It was a few years after the Celtics' last chip, but the Knicks weren't going to steal one in TD Garden without a fight. Rondo, annoying as ever. KG, a screaming lunatic. This was the game right before Lynn's sanity popped off. The Knicks were depending on Landry Fields, who we were all in love with at the time. But Boston had Hall of Famers. No amount of New York grit or Steve Novak discount double checks would change that. Now a three-point game. Randall has had all the time he hoops tonight. Bullock wide open. 
Hampton hits a corner three. 19. Reggie Bullock with a big three a moment ago. Yeah, Randall creating Bullock. Well, tonight had some of the worst tropes that haunt this Knicks squad despite the W. Alfred Payton earned himself at least another 10 games as the starting point guard. Quickly played only 13 minutes. Toppin only played 10. Magic Randall made an appearance, playing incredibly in the first three quarters in straight garbage and crunch time as a 15-point lead shrunk to three. But tonight, let's start by talking about the Knicks' 13th man on the bench, the previous eighth draft pick, who is completely out of the rotation. Frank's career with the Knicks is over. And nights like this make the arc of his career here in New York a foreboding look at the future for guys like Knox and Obi. The writing is on the wall. The Knicks are 10 and 13 and are in win now mode. I tried to deny it for as long as I could that Frank wasn't a part of our future. I'm going to be one of the last people to die on Frank Hill, but here we are. Alfred Payton just played 35 minutes and chucked up 19 attempts. That's something Frank has never been given the opportunity to cook within. All right, so him and Quick are the point guards. Let's see if we can wedge him in as a 3 and D wing, right? Rivers played 18 minutes, not really a contributor. Burks, kind of ditto. Bullock, meh. So you're saying these guys who aren't going to be around in a year or two are more valuable to invest in than Frank? I'm blown away. What's going on here? To quote the great American philosopher Bill Pito, if Elford can play like this more consistently, there will no longer be much debate about who should start at point guard for the New York Knicks. Strap in, fellas. Put on your seatbelts. Get in your child lock on. This is who's in the car right now. Alfred Payton and Julius Randle. It's very clear that this is not changing. We had a miracle night where Julius Randle hit five threes. Is it going to happen every night? No. But this is the direction Tibbs is rocking it. And this is probably what Alfred gives to Frank in practice that makes him never be able to crack the rotation. And I'm sorry, if you can't beat out Alfred Payton, where where are you going to fit on this team? That car is a lemon. Julius Randle and Alfred Payton being the drivers of the Knicks' future is only a way towards more mediocrity. And furthermore, when you look at the way that Frank has been handled, where his fragile development has been curated, you can tell the Knicks have no desire for real development of their players. What does that mean for Knox and Obi coming forward? You can't have every single player develop and flower. RJ, Mitch, those guys are turning into players quickly. He's Even though he got the quick hook tonight because Elford, of course, came down from the heavens and figured it all out once again, like he always does every 10 games and takes minutes away from quickly. He's quickly still getting that opportunity every single game. What is the long-term vision? Frank is a guy that you can rotationally put in to give you 12 minutes of shutdown defense where he is not the offensive starter. And it, the second wing is dying for a guy like yeah. that. that it's, it's an ill-fitting second unit right now with two ball-dominant creators in, in Burks and Rivers that just aren't very good. And Obi gets iced out and IQ has difficulty finding rhythm. That's what happened tonight. And that's why the starters had to come back in because that second unit was floundering and not moving the ball at all and not playing any damn defense. Trade rumors are swirling. And guys like Frank and Knox aren't long for this team. They're yeah. the most tradable assets we have. Frank is still only 22 years old. What is an asset if you're not showcasing them? 
This is Frank's fifth DNP in a row, the longest streak of his entire career. Let's give credit where credit's due. The Knicks are actually overperforming. We know that they're going to get their over for season wins. We know that they have some players on the youthful side of things that are looking good. So the question is, is the plan to really try to add pieces to what we have here? Are we going to try to get a Seth Curry or a J.J. Redick or even a V.O. when your only assets are the DMP boys, Frank Nilakina and, and Kevin Knox? That's my question. Who's trading for that unless we're attaching a pick? I just feel sorry for all the Knicks fans the ages 25 and under whose only season they really have to hold on to is that 2013 year where we finally got 50 wins and they can't imagine what a real winner, a contender looks like. Because, man, if you're sitting here enjoying Julius Randle win games, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. It's the ugliest basketball in the league. Blonta, Blonta, Blonta. Game 23 against the Bulls. Jordan's number against his old team. Second time of the season. Stay woke out here with that numerology. I don't know what that means, but it sounds slick. The last dance, man, opened our eyes to a lot of things we didn't know about the Chicago Bulls and basketball in general. The 80s Bulls were a cocaine circus, and if you look at Benny the Bull in the eyes, yeah, facts. Dennis Rodman needed a sabbatical to Vegas during an NBA season. Lesson as always, if you're at the top of your profession, rules are just concepts. Ask Chicago native Kanye West or Robert Kelly. Stay woke out here. Stay diligent. Stay Knicks bait. We hope you enjoyed your Knicks bait. And never forget, the Knicks selected Frank Nilakina five slots before Donovan Mitchell.